0: Everybody. Brian McCumber here with Tech Money Talks. I'm really excited for this one because today we are live in person. Today we are fortunate to have Dylan Pearson as a special guest on the show. He's a six-figure professional dropshipper representing Chicago. And if you don't know who he is, then you're missing out big time because he's got mad skills in Facebook advertising and he is not shy about sharing what's working for him. If you're interested in starting an online business to make extra money, you better save this episode in your back pocket and listen to it over and over again. Because the stories and the tips you're going to learn here will give you the opportunity to quickly launch your own business to help your wallet grow fat. We met at Chicago's first dropshipping meetup group and it's been awesome ever since. Before my eyes, Dylan's been crushing it in drop shipping with his innovative approach to product branding and boosting profits with the funnel backend. Dylan is the real deal, and he's given back by dropping some real value on YouTube, revealing exactly how to do the same thing that he does. And time is money, and everyone's looking to get a piece of his time, so I'm really happy to have him on the show today. Dylan... Thanks for joining us, man. How's it going? Awesome, man. Appreciate the intro. Oh, uh, that's great. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks, man. Hey, I'm excited to have you here. And this is the first time in Chicago. We are live in person and we're talking one-on-one. And this is going to be really great. So, you know, for the audience, just to give an introduction, maybe you could talk about your journey into dropshipping.
1: Yeah, so it's actually been a long time coming. Um, I've always been working on side projects and starting businesses since I was like the age of 13. Mm -hmm. Uh, I used to trade baseball cards, so I went to uh, the bookstore and bought a book on how to code HTML and CSS so I could build a website to list out my baseball cards. Uh. And uh, so once I did that, I started like selling baseball cards for profit on the internet. Um, And it just kind of continued from there. I started going around to local pizza places when I was like 15, 16. Started my first web development company and designed the websites for them. Wow. Uh, And then I went to school. for uh, information technology oh, okay, came out, got my job. But all the meantime, I, the nine to five just wasn't for me. I just uh, always knew that I wanted to do something on my own. Uh, when I was 15, I set a goal by the age of 25, I wanted to run my own business. Wow. So I actually made that happen. At <laughs> 25, I quit my job. So um, it's been a long time coming. And my oh, my journey awesome. into uh, specifically the business model of dropshipping really started in um, 2015, I launched my own brand of headphones called BrainPods. It was cu- custom manufactured, and I really went about it kind of differently than everyone else. Everyone usually starts with the dropshipping business model instead of, and then they'll move into private labeling and then custom manufacturing. And I did it completely yeah. backwards. I, I went with custom manufacturing um, with really wow. no knowledge of how to do anything. I read the four hour work week by Tim Ferriss and I just got so inspired. So yeah, I launched that. I I put it on Amazon FBA and I had like 50 units and I sold out. But what I saw was the the market for headphones was just incredibly saturated. And so Uh my prices were getting driven down. Um, Other competitors were copying the look of my product, but just putting cheaper internals. So then customers would refer the price to theirs and it just became a hassle. So yeah, uh, I ended up launching a private label, brand um, called Brain Farm, and I sold carbon fiber wallets and uh, custom, or not private label watches, too. So oh, okay. the way I actually went about this is I found the manufacturer for the Ridge Wallet. So they sell a carbon fiber wallet for one hundred and fifteen dollars. Yeah. And I saw that I could have that product manufactured for six. So wow. um, pretty big margins there. So I went in, I had it manufactured and I sold it for seventy four ninety nine and uh, wow. it was doing pretty good. And then one day in, in the mail, it's a lawsuit from the Ridge Wallet. Uh, saying that Whoa. saying that uh, I was going to have to pay 150000 per image on my website. And it was like from their lawyer in Beverly Hills and all this. And yeah. they were saying essentially that it was a copyright DMCA takedown notice. They were saying that I stole images off their site. In reality, though, it was completely baseless because those images, since we use the same manufacturer, the manufacturer p- provided both of us the same images. Oh, and that's wow. the images they were referring to. Wow. So I just, so I went prove that out. Though. Yeah, exactly. And at the time, like I was making maybe like two to $3,000 a month off brain farm and I had an LLC set up. So my personal assets were protected. Yeah. So I was just like, you know what? Like I'm going to look up on YouTube how to file a countersuit. So I yeah. did that. I just followed the instructions and they dropped it. Oh, so wow. <laughs> yeah, that, that was like my first journey into a uh, private <laughs> labeling. It was a pretty yeah. intense one. And then my watches, like same type of thing. I found the, I found the manufacturer for movement. Uh-huh. and i just kind of you know wow. did that too and undercut them and what I, what i quickly realized though is that um at this time i was brand new really to ecom i'd done the headphones but w- what i didn't realize is that it's more about the experience and the brand than it is the product so my mm-hmm. mindset at the time was like oh i'm going to take this product that they're selling for this mm-hmm. and try to undercut them and i'll get all these sales and that's not how it works at all like right? And uh, that's something that I came to came to realize. So right now, if you go to my my home office, I have about 250 watches in boxes sitting there <laughs> <Wait>. <laughs> that that never sold. So uh, yeah. So what I realized at that point is this is over the period of four years too. Um, wow. And, and so wow. about a year ago, or I'd say about six months ago, that's when I really realized uh, the power like the power of the dropshipping business model, not holding inventory, uh-huh. and just the the freedom to travel anywhere work from anywhere and yeah. you know your margins might be a couple of dollars smaller but really the business model is just it kind provides of the, a ton of freedom the freedom that yeah. gives you, yeah yeah so that was kind of like my journey from just basic e eco- or private label and custom manufacturing into drop shipping yeah and uh i started doing that so i launched my first drop shipping um brands six months ago now oh, and wow. um yeah so up until that time i was doing the private label shipping everything uh-huh. and uh, i just took in the same mindset that i had with my other businesses in terms of focusing on the branding and the experience that the customer is getting and i just applied that to the business model of dropshipping. shipping i already had made up my mind i'm gonna quit my job you know i i was at the point where i could sustain myself <laughs> yeah i was probably making like three thousand dollars a month um just off brain farm and whatnot so i was like okay you know i can I can live off this Uh and uh, at the time like I had a really good developer job at E-Trade so like it was tough to leave that but I was like you know this is what I want to do so I made up my mind and put my back against the wall and then that month I did 114,000 and sales wow. with that drop shipping business and it's done six <laughs> figures since so and then from that point the great part about drop shipping is you can scale so quickly there's no limitations to your scaling there's no inventory yeah there's no fulfillment and uh, yeah it's a pretty amazing business
0: model. yeah i mean i think that's the secret sauce the the scaling which i think you know still to this day most people haven't caught on to and and for those that are aspiring and looking to i mean you got you know still to this day you got Gary V saying like you know Facebook ads you know still is so cheap where what it should be and you should be taking advantage of it and scaling and we'll talk more into that but i mean going back taking a step back into your story uh you know those type of lessons learned is like valuable and you you, you dove in and you, you know starting with the private label and then you're learning uh, the stuff about the legal aspects and, you know, how to deal with that. Uh, you dropped a real good value about, you know, you had your LLC, so you're protected. Mm-hmm. Um, so for the audience listening, I mean, this is, these these are real good tips and takeaways. And that's why Dylan is at that point of success, because he put the measures in place. He's treating his business like a real business. And look what happened within, you know, now within six months, deciding to start drop shipping and treat it like a real business, like he did with his private label business. And you know, that's it's a really awesome story, man. Hats off to you. Well, this is awesome. You know, another thing that the stuff, I ended up catching uh, the thing about the uh, Penthouse uh, master, Mastermind. So I was wondering if you can kind of share with the audience the story behind that.
1: Yeah, so um, about a month and a half ago, I attended a, a networking event called the Penthouse Mastermind in Hollywood Hills and so i was on instagram and um scott hills had a story up so i was like scrolling through it and he's like oh i'm attending this event in the hollywood hills swipe up to get your ticket and i'm like sitting there next to like i forgot who, my mom or my sister or something i'm like hey i think i'm gonna go to hollywood and it was like <laughs> it, was, it was just like a click funnels page you know it's just I was, like, you know whatever like yeah so I, yeah i bought a ticket and went out there and um made some really great connections uh, i had a chance to talk to scott and then uh just there's a lot of what I realized is there's a lot of people that are very, very driven at such a young age. I met a lot of like forex traders that were 17, 18. They're trying to get into e-com. Wow. They're just grinding. And so it's like motivational too. You know, there's always people older than you that you can look up to, but sometimes it's like, man, I had these young kids on my ass that like, if I'm not working, they're going to catch up to me. (laughs) So yeah, that that was a great event. And um, yeah, the hosts of the event are great too. So if anyone's ever in uh, la it's check it out it's uh, checking it out. It's, yeah. it's up in uh, so there's a gaming team called phase it's like one of the most famous gaming clans of all time and they okay. have uh, two mansions in the hills and uh, one's called the clout house and that's where it was held actually so it's like up there <laughs> so if you go on youtube after it's hiding it you can like, yeah. be like oh i was there so so cool, was, huh? it was a cool event yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: oh man yeah dang that's fucking awesome shoot so that happens once a month or yeah once a
1: month and i think they do it uh in the hills and then also in arizona too so wow wow i'm gonna try to make it out there again this next month
0: yeah yeah i was gonna say you know speaking of scott because you brought him up i was gonna say like i mean you remind me a lot about scott because i mean still literally scott when he was on on the podcast he was like you know Brian, literally, you know, a little less than a year and a half ago, I was Uber driving. Mm -hmm. And, and then now that he's been working the drop shipping and launched multiple six figure businesses and then, uh, but even like within his, uh, his YouTube journey, um, I remember at the time when I caught him, he was like, it was like right around the time when, uh, he did that video with the, with Oberlo and, and then from there I caught that video and I started following him or subscribe to the YouTube and he was around like 280 maybe close to 300 subscribers and then now since then you know I think pretty much like after doing that day in the live video then it just kind of blew up to like I don't know where it's at now maybe 30 some thousand subscribers yeah, he's, he's killing it now. and uh, I was gonna say I mean you remind me a lot of, of Scott at that level because I think you know like you said you just started Six months ago, now you're dropping real value for the audience listening. Dylan is dropping serious value on YouTube consistently, and uh, and I think he's he's just like the way Scott was maybe about eight months ago. So for those of you listening, you want to catch on, you want to get on the Dylan's radar while he still has time, because now at this point, Scott does barely has any time to reach out. Only if you're in his circle, you know from the get go then you know you're in the inner circle so i say for the audience why you have a chance to connect with dylan um and we're going to talk about that more as far as you know ways to connect especially here in chicago Um, but i wanted to talk about that just like you know man you've been uh, doing a great job and you're you're leading the way but um, maybe you could talk a little bit about you know your thoughts about youtube and your journey and what your plans are to do there
1: yeah uh, definitely so i started youtube actually the year it was founded in 2006 and wow. so if you go on my account, uh, I'm, I'm one of my accounts. That's since 2006. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And uh, I actually started, so I think I was, what was that? Um, so 13 years ago, I was 13. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, so I was doing like magic tricks. And that's what my, my channel started out as. I started on <laughs> YouTube doing magic tricks. And then I went into gaming. And uh, at the time, like I was one of the top YouTubers for gaming because it's 2007. There's no you know, YouTube app, it's all on the desktop. It's not really well known. But at the time I had like 3000 subscribers, which was like pretty high up there for the gaming uh, Uh community. And it's just kind of progressed since that point. I've continued it. I still make gaming videos to this day. And that channel is at like 20,000 subscribers, but what's come out of that, that's more important than just like the subscribers or like the ad revenue is the connections I've made. Mm -hmm. Uh, So for example, back in the day, like in 2008, one of my fans was uh, a kid from milwaukee and he, he had some questions about uh like how could he get started so i helped him out uh-huh. and then three years ago or four years ago he reached out to me on twitter he's like hey man i have like 15,000 subscribers thanks so much for like showing me this and that and then today he's at 2.3 million subscribers and you know we're, we still talk like i, I wow. game with him last night he came <laughs> to chicago to visit me when i his name's true triz so yeah great dude but uh, I've made so many connections just through that, and yeah. uh, I've seen how 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 gr- much starting a channel related to this like ecom, yeah, like, the networking potential and the, the value that you can share with YouTube is just tremendous because you yeah. upload it and you can instantly watch it anytime you want to. So I I, don't yeah. know. I think there's a lot of value in YouTube yeah. and uh, not necessarily just from like ad revenue and making sales and whatnot. I think just from the networking aspect.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, true. And I'm glad you touched on that because it's like, um, uh, well, two points. One is like, yeah, I remember catching the style of it because I, I was like the way you have the the green screen and it's crap or you know it's cropping you out and then it looks really cool and and you see that in the in the twitch and the gaming yeah. kind of videos. so the quality of it is like really cool i like that a lot awesome. and then uh yeah i mean the opportunities like like you said you know uh you know developing your own personal brand because it leads to other opportunities like you know networking and you're giving value to people yeah. and wow that's a great story like that the kid that just now all of a sudden yeah it's run. it's absolutely crazy yeah
1: I, I personally think everyone has something to share and if you don't have a youtube channel you're missing out yeah because all you need to do nowadays is just pull out your phone you have a 1080p yeah. or 4k camera on your phone in your yeah. pocket yeah just pull it out and upload something sharing some value to someone and yeah. It's going to come around. Yeah. Oh, man, that's awesome. Um,
0: well, you know what? While we're uh, on the topic here, let's talk a little bit about uh, some strategies. So for the audience related to to drop shipping on your YouTube channel, you've been you've been given a lot of value. I'd say, for again, for the audience, if you're catching like he's given like full out, you know, how to's in his videos and they're, they're really good. But, um, you know, say for the audience on the podcast listing or listening, uh, let's talk about a, a couple of strategies here. Um, one that I I, re- I remember catching was, uh, the stuff, the last one about testing on a low budget. Mm-hmm. Now this is a great topic because uh, especially when we had that, that meetup event and I get questions a lot too, is like, you know, especially some of the next geners that are starting up, they have a limited budget, so they want to know, you know, how can they, you know, how can they get started and do product testing if if they have a, a low budget and you had a great video, but maybe you could talk a little bit about that.
1: Yeah. I, I see so many people quit way too early or right before they're about to succeed uh, specifically with Facebook ads. And it really comes down to the reassurance that you're doing something right. So I know when I, I started with Facebook ads, I had no clue what I was doing. So when I would spend 10 to $15 on a campaign and not make a sale, I felt like I was losing money. I felt like I was just wasting it. Mm. So then I'd switch to something else. I'd change the end result, whether it was a product or affiliate Mm. offer or something, I would just continuously switch it because I thought that was the issue. So what I realized is that it really comes down to the marketing funnel. And uh, dropshipping is just a business model, but the main focus in terms of my YouTube channel is really uh, marketing overall. Okay. and building off that funnel so specifically with the the low cost testing on facebook uh i have i have a method where i create a baseline because without a baseline when you're putting money in and you're not making sales you don't really have anything to compare it against so mm-hmm. uh, with low testing what you can do is you can figure out what objective is going to work best for uh, your ad set whether it's a view content objective or maybe a purchase objective if you have a seasoned pixel and you can create a baseline based off that objective and then any future ad sets that you launch, you have something to compare it against. So if you have something that beats that baseline, then that new one's your baseline. And, and essentially you're just continuously getting better because in order to improve those statistics, you need to improve your creative, you need to improve your copy, you need to improve your landing page, you need to improve your product. So really all of that success is the end result of of testing and essentially just making those making that data look as good as you possibly can. Wow. Man. Yeah. So it works with like $5, $10 because that baseline that's, you know, you, you only have to spend that same amount or get that same amount of impressions on any other ad set to make a, a sufficient decision, educated decision. On and I remember you
0: mentioned something about like the four levels in that last video. Oh, Maybe yeah. share that with the audience. Yeah. So
1: cool. on, on the top of the funnel, you have awareness, then you have consideration, then you have conversion, and then you have existing customers. So, um, yeah. Yeah. I wish there was like a video <laughs> where I could pull up a video yeah, right now, yeah. but yeah. So just picture it like a funnel and that top level, um, awareness. Too many people start with that, but their mindset is to get that sale or get that lead generation or, you know, they're trying to get that end result initially, but it's like a first day. You're not going to ask someone to marry you on the first day. So <laughs> yeah, you, you need one. to build a relationship up and then that's going to increase your conversion percent, conversion rate, and ultimately give you, a really good cost per purchase and that's how you become profitable how you maintain profitability and so in awareness you want to get your your product out there or your service out there you want people with the problem and know that you offer a solution mm-hmm. then you move them into the consideration phase so consideration phase is once they've engaged with your page or click through to your website or edit to cart and uh it's it's really you know that they're interested so then you can retarget those people mm-hmm. and kind of continue building that relationship maybe you know make them some sort of an offer not offer a discount at this level but you know just once again present present your service and then the conversion phase once they move through considerations once they've added a car they've initiated the checkout and then they've even gotten to the purchase information they've added that but they just didn't complete the conversion so at this phase you know they're ready to buy so you want to focus on you know really giving them an offer that they can't resist either a 10 percent discount or uh, maybe there's like limited inventory left. You want them to complete that transaction because you are you know they're at that point. And then once they move through there and they make that purchase, they're in the uh, existing customer phase. And this is where I see brands' uh, sustainability is really built. And uh, the mm-hmm. lifetime value is going to increase your your overall uh, ROAS on the specific customer. So I think that's one thing that's left out a lot. Yeah. And one thing that's also kind of tough about dropshipping is building that lifetime value with customers just because when you don't have a branded product and you don't have like some other upsells and what whatnot that you can offer a customer mm-hmm. it is more difficult but difficult doesn't mean it's impossible so i've started implementing yeah. like digital products into my existing customers and, and whatnot and there's so many ways to do it and there's so many people that aren't utilizing that you have a whole wow. list of people that yeah. have purchased from you you yeah. know they buyers you know they're interested in what you have to offer so yeah. why are you not offering them more and so that's yeah. one thing personally like i wasn't doing enough so that's one one focus of mine but yeah that's a four yeah. funnel layout so there's really phases to each level of the customer relationship yeah and i, I feel like too many people right now uh they'll, they'll get into e-com and they'll launch an ad and expect someone to click and purchase they, they expect <laughs> a direct response when in reality they should be focused on building that relationship providing the uh, the customer value up front and then you'll, they'll, they're going to get the value right back wow. with that purchase.
0: Great, great stuff. And for the audience listening, I mean, I hope you caught on to that, which is, you know, treat it like a business. Uh, you want a long-term business. You want to keep it evergreen. You want to build that customer relationship and you can take advantage of, you know, what's often often referred to as, as the back end, which most people ignore because, once you get that customer and like what dylan said you know most marketers is like you know once you identify a buyer a buyer is a buyer is a buyer so they came in and they bought one thing you know take advantage now you can offer them um, you know you know that upsell that second thing at a discount a different color you know a different you know option you know so many different things that that you can uh, offer and then as you're marketing to those uh, customers it's free to you at that point, exactly. uh, which, which is just so awesome. So I'm hoping for the audience listening that, that you caught onto that. And, uh, cause Dylan has like really great perspective on this. And I think that's why it's blowing up so fast with these numbers, because, uh, I mean, even like you said, I mean, you know, after that, you, you started doing this and you're making, you know, six figures in there, uh, even to take a step back to even like, uh, cause most people that, that see these type of crazy numbers you know they don't they they can't believe it number one, and then number two, they immediately think it's a scam and this yeah. and that, get rich quick, like you know this whole process like do do would you describe it as such as like oh, drop shipping? I worked my ass off to get here. you know <laughs> I
1: still am working like eighteen to twenty hour days. Then again, it doesn't feel like work just because I love to do this stuff, but yeah, this is this is not for the weak hearted uh, yeah, you know you you always have to be preparing what if something what if facebook changes our ad policies tomorrow what am i going to do because that cuts off yeah all of my income so yeah every single day i'm preparing for tomorrow in case it doesn't work and then i'm also continuously scaling and whatnot so you got to come in with this with the mindset that you, it's going to be rough like you you're going to have to put in the hours you're going to have to put in the work so that's those are the people succeeding and uh and then some people are like well this guy you know he he just started and he did these numbers and i'm like okay well let's see what happens when something goes wrong yeah they're not going to know what to do and uh i've failed so many times i've launched probably 12 to 15 different businesses from e-com to software apps and whatnot Mm -hmm. so many and failure is part of the process so you got to go into it with the mindset that you're not going to stop till you reach success and you will reach it
0: Awesome, man. Great tips. Yeah. for So for the audience listening, I mean, that is proof in point right there that you got to work it, treat it like a business. And even like what you said, have those contingencies like um, uh, even with what happened on Shopify, that Shopify blip, uh, maybe I'll let you talk about that
1: in one day. So. Lost I, lost, I lost three grand in one day off that Shopify issue. So what? Facebook was still spending all my money directing people to my website. And little did I know, like, I'm out by Wrigley Field enjoying my cold brew, just enjoying the weather. I'm losing all this money. So, <laughs> oh, you know, God. you just, you never know when something's going to come up like that. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, you just always got to be prepared. Yeah, yeah. And I think one thing, too, with all that said is uh I think too many people place too much of a focus on the business model of dropshipping. When in reality, if you place your focus on marketing and building funnels and yeah. really building that customer relationship, working on writing better copy and yeah. all that. yeah not only if can that apply to drop shipping but that can apply to anything that can Everything, apply to affiliate yeah. offers that can apply to you your yeah. own personal brand you can go consult for other restaurants and whatnot so yeah that's why i place such a huge importance on that because even if someday facebook places a policy in that any company that dropships or something crazy is not allowed yeah i'm still good i can still take my skills and use it elsewhere so yeah i think uh i think people should start placing more emphasis on the marketing because that's really what we're doing Yeah, is we're marketing. And then that end result can be interchanged with any type of business model. Yeah, you know, drop shipping is wonderful though. No inventory and whatnot. So,
0: oh yeah, yeah, for sure. And and I'm glad you touched on that because I don't think people do that enough, which is, is like if there was one skill set, you know, being an expert marketer uh, can help in so many ways, uh, you know, from Product, you just like you said, you listed everything from product sales to personal branding and just just the whole thing. Um, even related to that, like uh, you know, talking about the the product branding. So, do you still do that today? Uh, yeah. What's the approach for that?
1: Yeah. Any any uh, business that I own is heavily branded. I spend, I would say, uh, I spend like ninety percent of my time on branding. It's just, I I feel like it's so important because. If you don't do that, you're going to be fighting with everyone else that's also not doing that. So, for example, you look at a company like Apple. They sell their laptops for a premium and they sell their iPhones for a premium. You can get technology with that same level of uh, – what am I trying to say here? Same, I guess the same <laughs> yeah. level of technology inside of it yeah. for a much cheaper cost. But what you're paying for is experience. You're, the experience of buying Gucci or, or some of these brands that are yeah. – Getting insane margins on their stuff. It's because the customer buys into the experience. They feel something when they look at the company. Yeah. And so, for example, um, one of my stores I did like 30,0 000 in two months. That that product, the main one that I'm selling, I sell for over $25 more than what you find it on Amazon for. And the wow. reason being is because when you come to my store, you feel something, you, you have an experience.
0: Yeah. I
1: have like, for example, you can visit up my blog, I have a full blog on that that store where I've had professional writers write up tips and how to, So I try to provide as much value up front, make the customer feel something, make them make that yeah. relationship happen. And then really price isn't a concern. If, uh, and one good tip, if um, anyone out there is interested on, in directly hearing from customers on why they didn't buy from their site, there's a tool called Lucky Orange and you can oh, actually yeah. <laughs> visually see the customer's screen. It like simulates where their mouse was, the heat map of where they were clicking, where they were looking. Yeah. But they have an option for a poll. And so after 30 seconds, I have a little poll on my website pop up that says, is there anything stopping you from purchasing today? If they hit no, it says, okay, great. Thank you. And then if they, yes, there's a little text input box. And if you see someone, if you see a bunch of people saying the price, you need to work on your, your copy and you need to work on your branding. Because if they're complaining about the price, um, that's the main issue. Is is your branding because wow. people don't go to Apple and complain about the price. You know they don't go into <laughs> Gucci and complain about the price. So yeah. you gotta you gotta look at the branding and the copy and really focus on solving a, a pain point for these people through your product. And then yeah, money is not an object.
0: Yeah. Oh man, great perspective there for sure. So for the audience, I hope you guys are catching this because I mean the way uh, what he's describing is like. You know, your customers, the way to take your store to the next level, so you're not just, you know, competing with everyone. So the way to reach that six-figure kind of business is like you're branding that store and and you're understanding that customers buy based on emotion and how they feel. So in so many ways, Dylan is describing about, you know, what does the customer feel when they get to your site? So with your copy, with your pictures, with your video, with all those things that you have a focus on trying to convey that message that emotion that'll then you know they make emotional purchases and it's just awesome at that point yeah <laughs> so. yeah.
1: yeah go on uh for anyone listening go on to a site <laughs> or a brand something that somewhere that you just bought something from mm-hmm. go through their pages or and go through like their funnel and just see what made you buy because yeah. i guarantee at some point you're going to feel an emotion yeah. And what you need to try to do is replicate that into your business. And once you do that, you're going to see success. That's awesome, man. That's a really great tip. That man, that's
0: really good. So, Dylan, this is like really awesome stuff and you're dropping some real value here. And like I said for the audience listening He's doing the same thing on YouTube, so definitely go check him out. Like, how can they find you on YouTube?
1: Yeah, if you just type in Dylan Pearson on YouTube, you'll see it. I've got this. I've got this standout profile picture. It's got a bunch of colors in it. I'm wearing like a captain sailor hat. I've got like (laughs) like like this weird colors on my face. I did it so if you search my name, you'll know who it is. It'll stand out. Okay, cool, man. Yeah,
0: for sure. And how often are you producing videos? Like, so
1: I aim. I, I promise anyone listening that a minimum of one per week. Mm-hmm. And uh, the reason I do one per week is I feel like my the quality of the video starts to go down if I try to produce too much. Yeah. So I, I try to pack as much as I can into like one video per week. That's why my previous two uploads were an hour and eight minutes and 35 minutes. Mm-hmm. And uh, so a minimum of one per week, but maybe two.
0: Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, good to know. Yeah, for sure. I'd say uh, for the audience listening, go check them out for sure and the other awesome thing if you're local to chicago dylan is a co-organizer of the dropship chicago meetup group and that's the whole point you know professional drop shippers coming together ecom just coming together to collaborate Network and and just to put Chicago on the map for e-commerce and maybe you could talk about you know your experience like with the first uh, with the first meetup and how it went.
1: Yeah, I, I was shocked that there was nothing like this going on in Chicago. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty disappointing. Once I, I went full time with e-com, I I was just you know determined to find a group of people doing similar things because yeah. at some points it can be kind of lonely. You know, you're sitting there all day and. Not too many people can relate to what you do, too. So it's not like you can go yeah. out for a beer and talk about, like, oh, how was work? Oh, uh, yeah. You know, it's just, it's just different. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah. I found that one in L.A., and I see him all the time on the West Coast, East Coast, yeah. Miami and whatnot. But, yeah. you know, I uh,
0: hadn't. I felt
1: the same yeah. way. I was just like, man, what's... nobody's doing anything yeah. here in Chicago. Yeah. yeah, it was great. So uh, David um, Zaleski, he, he yeah. does Amazon FBA. He reached out. He's like, hey, this meetup's going on. So. I was uh, ecstatic to get there. (laughs) That's awesome, man. Yeah,
0: Yeah, for sure. And yeah, that's the whole point. So that, you know, like-minded individuals, like I said, if you're local to Chicago or even, you know, surrounding area, it's worth making the trip. We're going to try to, we're going to continue this and have good monthly meetup, but then also targeted workshops for, for individuals at different levels. So if you're a newbie And you're just looking to get started and, you know, trying to figure out what the hell is this drop shipping? I want to get started. We have workshops on how to get started. But then if you're also already got your store going, but you're trying to find either a winning product or maybe you're trying to scale your Facebook ads and you want to collaborate and, you know, we could toss around ideas as far as strategies that are working for us. We're going to be doing that, too. So. A lot of great stuff coming down the road. Big future and our goal, we're putting Chicago on the map for e-commerce for sure. Having Dylan here today is just like really awesome. Oh, I wanted to say, you know, for the for the podcast, is it cool to follow up with you later in the year? I know we're going to be connected, but like to have you on the podcast later in the year.
1: Oh, oh yeah, I would absolutely love to. Yeah. So yeah, wow.
0: that'll be great, man, for sure. As we wrap things up, I want to give you a chance to uh, leave some closing remarks. So I'll let you take it away.
1: I guess if, if I have... One tip of advice is uh, just go in, into this with the mindset that what you try first isn't, isn't going to work. What you try second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth might <laughs> not work. But um, eventually you will reach that treasure chest filled with gold, you know, being success. So uh, there's like a there's a meme out there where there's a guy digging through a tunnel looking for treasure and he quits two inches away from that the pile of gold. So, wow. yeah, my my mindset and what I recommend to everyone is just go with the mindset that if something isn't working today, maybe tomorrow's the day that you, you, it does work. So continuously keep that mindset of, I will reach success and you will reach it. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Also, if, uh, if any of you guys have questions, um, I answer all my Instagram DMs, any comments on my YouTube, I answer all of them. So hit me up with questions and I'll get back to you. What's your tag name on Instagram? Dylan's chilling. So D-Y-L-A-N-S and then,
0: Chilling with the E. Nice. Awesome stuff, man. Yeah. And I hope the audience caught that even as a last thing, like don't give up. Like you just keep trying and you got to be determined enough to follow through because it will happen for you. You just can't quit. You just got to keep trying. And if you're local, plugged in, find a mentor. You know, Dylan is, you know, making himself available and dropping value on YouTube. So, you know, these type of people you want to connect with and find that mentor that works for you. And that's the whole point of doing this tech money talks and the podcast is like to help you find the people that are real and that are crushing it and avoid the fakes and the scammers out there. Cause there's that kind of shit that's going on too. You want to avoid that. Yeah. So uh, if, if
1: you ever wonder if someone's real, ask them what their funnel looks like.
0: <laughs> that's good. That's a good one. So awesome stuff, man. Well, Dylan, thanks again, man. I'm glad to have
1: yeah. you on the show. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me, man. Awesome.
0: So I want to thank you for listening to this episode of Tech Money Talks. I hope everything was helpful and thought-provoking and somewhat entertaining. If you want to learn more about this topic, please let me know so I know what to focus on in future episodes. My goal is to teach people how to make money with the opportunities that technology can bring. And if you like this episode, please show your support by subscribing, leaving an awesome review. And in the meantime, you can follow me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. My tag name is Tech Money Talks. Thanks again. I'll talk to you in the next episode. Peace.